Welcome to Avatar with Academics. I am Sam Mulberry, and I have never watched Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'm Annie Berglund, and I have watched it before. Annie, we are on to book one, chapter four, The Warriors of Kyoshi. Such a good one. We talked about this briefly a couple days ago when you had watched it, and you didn't seem like you were as thrilled with this one as the one before, but I am a big fan of this episode. I will say, so I watched, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, I watched these twice. I watched it the first time just to watch it, and then I watched it a second time and take notes. And the first time through, this almost felt like a... Oh, they're kind of killing time. We're going to just hop sure. to this other island. We'll have a little adventure and go. Fluffy kind of content. Yeah. But when I rewatched it, I thought, oh, there's actually, there's there's interesting stuff in this. And I think there is stuff that pushes us forward in this story. There's yes. there's uh, big les- lessons that need to be learned. There's also some great movie homages in this, as you there mentioned. Is. There's, there, there's quite a few. Um, anything we need to do before we jump into um, the, yeah, the episode? Yeah, so the episode is called Warriors of Kyoshi. I have an alternate title that oh, I'd like to suggest. Go for it. Which is um, Katara versus Hypermasculinity, <laughs> which I think is the theme here of Absolutely. this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and different versions of it. Yes. So we'll flesh that out as we go. I uh, think it's super fun. All right. So let's jump into the episode summary. Uh, this starts on a place we're not going to spend a lot of time, which is Zuko's ship. Yeah, he's this not episode in this one, do- very much. He plays a big role, but he's not in it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Zuko's ship and we see Zuko meditating. Which like is not a Zuko thing to do, I would think. Right? Right. But, but, is- <laughs> but that seems like an Iroh influence. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, and we, Iroh comes in and says, we have no idea where he is. He's impossible to track down. Right. So there is this sense now that they have lost the Avatar. Mm-hmm. They don't know where he is, um, which is partially why we don't see Zuko through a big chunk of this episode. Um, so then we cut to our our heroes flying on Appa, mm-hmm. uh, and we see Kataro sewing Sokka's pants. Right. And... Um... Sokka gets into some trouble right off the bat because, um, well, doesn't uh, Aang try to get her attention? Yes. He, Aang, tries- he has this little trick with marbles. Yeah. And, and there, it, it is so, it's very heavy with the mom watch me dive. Yes. Like vibes. Or like it felt like they were on a family road trip and he was like so bored that he's like, come on, come on, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Right. And um, and Katara's like trying to fix <laughs> Sokka's pants. Um, and then... Sokka like references that it's her job to do that. I believe the term he uses is it's the natural order of things. Yes. So we have the masculinity at play already. Scene one with That's these right. guys. Girls sewing, guys hunting and fighting. And Katara is not going to have it. So she takes the pants and throws it at him like unfinished. There's still a hole in it. Um, and we they try to redirect so basically ang is like i want to have some fun right so mm-hmm. because this is the road trip and he wants to stop somewhere so that that kind of makes it feel like a fluffy episode right like they're not going on to their next big destination it's like ang wants to have fun and he's like where we're going you don't need pants Sokka, because we're going to go to the beach. So then it like cuts to them on the beach, right? right? It's also, that's also a great uh, very end of Back to the Future episode, right? That The final line of the original Back to the Future is where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> so I, I, feel awesome. like, I feel like it's a little little Back to the Future uh, reference there as well. I didn't catch that well. at all. Yes. Um, so, but they're on the beach mm-hmm. and uh, we realize why they ended up there, right? Because it seems like they're just resting, but then we realize Aang, who is Although he's the child, he's also the driver on this road trip. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? And he has a, what, what is the reason he wants to go to this he speech? He wants to ride the elephant koi, which remember when he like woke up and realized where he was in the uh, water tribe, southern water tribe, his big thing was like, I want to ride all the animals, right? So now it's like his dream come true. Um, and he yeah, he goes off to ride on these big elephant koi. I mean, they're just like big huge, koi. Huge, huge right? fish, yeah. yeah. Um, and just tries to get Katara's attention. Yeah, I mean, this is this this whole episode's full of, as I said, "Mom, watch me dive," and 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 Aang is 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 watching Katara watch him, and then she goes off to do something with Appa, and we can just see his sort of demeanor drop. Yeah, he's like, "Oh man," I think he even says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see something else is in the water. Right, and it's what would you describe it? Well, we don't get a full picture. I mean, this Ooh, is this yeah. is a little bit like Jaws if we're talking about like like we see this this fin, we see something like a shadow. Yes, yeah. dark and scary in the water. So then Aang flees from it and like he uses his air bending, I'm assuming, to mm-hmm. run across on top of the water to the shore. Right. So we have our heroes on the beach and then what happens? They are ambushed by a bunch of warriors who are females. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> so and and so the, and then we cut to the next scene, which is we see them tie. We see Aang and Katara and and uh, Sokka tied up, uh, and they're being questioned by these soldiers, and yep. then an older man, right? Right. Right. And uh, the uh, <clears throat> they're asking them questions, and he says, "How do we know you're not Fire Nation spies?" Kyoshi has stayed out of the war so far, and we intend to keep it that way. Right. So which is really interesting. Yeah, we don't know anything about this except for they're trying to stay neutral, apparently. Um, and the it, so we're also introduced in this episode to two people or two things with the same name. Kyoshi is the island nation, but it's also the name of a person that will. They, do they introduce it at this point too? They do because the pole that they're tied to it, as it pans up on top oh, yeah. of that, is this huge wooden statue of Avatar Kyoshi, right, right? Who lived around 400 years ago. So if you do the math, it seems like she's probably Earth, the Earth Avatar, right? Because you have. Do the avatars live 100 years, or like how do you? Well, so Aang, I don't know anything about the life cycle of an avatar. <laughs> Aang was reborn, or Aang was born. He's 112, right? Mm-hmm. Before him was Roku. Roku, the Fire Nation avatar. And so if in the order of things, um, Kiyoshi would be next. And sh- uh, you'll notice the people in this episode are all wearing green. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, that's the key. Like they're all kind of always wearing their colors. So it's like a Earth Kingdom okay. kind of community. And that's one of the questions I had because there there's no clear indication. But I was right. like... I was like, well, they they clearly don't seem like water. Right. They don't seem like fire. So I was wondering, and and, and we know there's not other airbenders, but it's interesting is what is the main weapon of the uh, warriors of Kyoshi? Fans. Yeah. Which is air. So I was like... I just wondered about that. It's like, oh, they, they, like, it seems like, like, what does a fan do? A fan moves the air, right? So that, well, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when they pan up and see the, the statue, um, Aang is like, oh, I know her. Yeah. And they're like, how could you know her? And, and basically he's like, cause I'm the avatar and that's me. That's me in a previous life. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, Katara's like, show them so that we, you can save us. So he again uh, airbends to sh- to kind of get out to show he's the avatar. He does the marble trick for them. And, and everyone's amazed. Everyone goes It's the reaction he wanted. Yeah. So finally he has he has the attention he was looking for, although mm-hmm. maybe not from the person he was uh, he was hoping for. Yeah. 
Uh, and what we see here is the Avatar news spreading rapidly throughout the world. Very rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it sort of reminds me of the Avatar beacons in the last episode. It's, uh-huh. it's where we get this wider shot of the world that this is a world where clearly by magic or by word of mouth, uh, news can spread really quickly. Yeah. Um, because we see that the, this is actually a really cool scene. It's, it's pretty short, but we see that it ends up um, with Zuko. Right with mm-hmm. with Zuko learning where the Avatar is and uh, like redirecting. Yep, like so we're headed like, to Kyoshi. That's where we're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. So then we're back in the village, um, and w- it starts with this huge spread of food for Aang. Oh yeah, and he's trying to get Katara to eat some, and she's like, "Oh, okay, maybe." And but Sokka's in the po- in the corner and like pouting, pouting complaining, yeah. yeah, and not eating, which is uncharacteristic. Although pouting seems characteristic, yes. <laughs> for him. And what is he pouting about? Um, he's mad because women warriors beat him. That's why. Yeah. Or as yeah. he would say, girls. Little Yes. Thank you. Yes. yes girls. Yes. Uh, yeah. A little bit toxic attitude coming from Sokka. Right. Um, and Aang is loving what he calls the royal treatment. Right. He's like, and he's trying to get Katara into it. Like, isn't this great? Um, and, and Katara says, you know, don't get too comfortable. It's risky to stay in one place too long. But then she says, it's nice to see you excited about being the Avatar. Right. Because this is the first time. Yeah. He was like, I never wanted to be and a lot of pain with it. And then uh, here he has food. Yeah. And, but she says, you know, just don't let it go to your head. And Aang's like, no, it's, it's not going to go to my head. But um, but <laughs> hmm. yes. Um, so then we see uh, a bunch of girls from the from the island sort of following Aang oh, wherever yeah. he goes. Oh, yeah, it's a little montage. It's like a funny... Yep, yeah, yep. it's very uh, Hard Day's Night. Right. Like, I mean, I, I think it is like some of these shots are maybe directly from the Beatles' Hard Day's oh, Night. Oh, my gosh. Where like he's like him. running across yes. the bridge one way and then they run across the other way and they're chasing him and like screaming their heads Crowds off. Crowds of fans and their girls. Like, yep, yep. And now what's interesting is I feel like at this point, and I could be wrong, I feel like the girls are sort of teenagers. Yeah, maybe at this like point. his age around. Yeah, a yeah. I mean, he's he's twelve, so he's almost a teenager, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it so so we went from the first time he does his stuff, everybody on the island's going crazy. Now he has this this pack of of girls who are um, chasing him around, and we can see you know potentially this is starting to uh, starting to get to his head. We see him do <laughs> two handed push ups, then one handed push ups, then, then zero handed push ups. His like breath to yeah, yep, yep. And you Katara know, is not happy. Yeah, she, we see her walk sort of walk across the screen, rolling her eyes at this. Right, and it's like okay, so so far this whole episode started with Sokka talking down to her, saying that she has these roles, and like his roles are so. Um, like to fight and to save people on hers are to fix pants. And then now you have <laughs> this other like form of masculinity and Aang being like wanting, wanting to Attention. be adored. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and that's from that first scene too. I mean, Aang, so we see both of that from the very beginning here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see Sokka entering the, uh, again, this is because I was watching Cobra Kai. I don't know if Dojo <laughs> is the proper sure, title for this, but sure. that's what it would be in, in, uh, in Karate Kid. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, so he enters their, their training facility of the, uh, Kaioshi Warriors. Um, and he sees them doing a, a kata of some sort, mm. and uh, he refers to it as a dance lesson. <laughs> like, don't say that to the people who just beat you. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and they sort of goad him into demonstrating some of his warrior skills. I believe he talks about how he's the best warrior in his yeah. uh, in his tribe. And he's so underprepared because these 
warriors are both smarter than him and more trained than him. Right, right. And uh, and he's he's already been defeated by them. Yeah. So, so he knows that, right? So they get him to demonstrate his skills. And uh, Suki, who be, I don't know if she's the leader or just the character that they focus on. Mm. Um, she beats him like three times really quickly and then like grabs his belt and ties his foot to his hand and just like kind of humiliates him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we, we have this sort of, again, humbling of 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 Soka. Oh, and he walks in so confident, like, I can do this. And it's very much realized he can. Right. So so we'll say, like, we've we've experienced a little bit of Soka as a successful warrior. We've definitely seen his bravery over the course of these episodes, but we've also seen him fail. We've seen him fail when he faces Zuko. We've seen him fail when he faces Suki. So mm-hmm. uh, this, this is now a little bit of theme of him maybe overestimating uh, his... His abilities. Yep, yep. Um, so now we cut to Aang and the the girls, and now the girls are getting much younger, right? <laughs> like weirdly younger. Like seven or eight, <laughs> yeah. right? But so it's sort of like these are the people left who are adoring of Aang. Everybody else is now onto their business. Right. Um, but so so his pack is getting smaller. But he's still eating it up. Yeah. And they're looking up at the statue of, of uh, Kiyoshi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's telling them that this was him. And they talk about how, how cute he was. As... Oh, yeah. Fangirling. And Katara walks by. And doesn't she roll her eyes at some that's point? An, that's the earlier oh, scene. Okay. Yeah. Because cause, cause then we cut to Katara. And she's at the market collecting oh, yeah. food. Right. And Aang comes up to her and says that he wants to give the girls a ride on Appa. Uh, and Katara wants no part of it, even though Aang's like, you should come with us. So again, this is reminding me, you know, back in episode two, Katara was like, Aang brought us fun. Yeah. And Aang is still trying to bring fun, but Katara is no longer in that place. Yeah. And she's she's leery of that. And she's also leery of what Aang sees as fun. Yeah. Right. Is, is the sort of. She doesn't want to bask in the reflected glory and adulation that he gets by virtue of being Avatar. Right. And I think she notices, like, things are a lot more dire than she even knew. Mm -hmm. Because all she knew was the Southern tribe. And now as they're traveling, she's like, we need to get our butts in gear. Right. And we see her, again, taking responsibility. So she's not just, she's not shopping at this market. She's preparing for the journey, right? Mm -hmm. So she says she's getting supplies for her trip. And she reminds him, we need to leave soon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Aang doesn't, he doesn't want to. He likes the admiration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They and, call him Angie. Yeah. It's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and, and, and he accuses Katara of just being jealous. Right. Right. And he's like, he's finally happy with yeah. his destiny, you know, with who yeah. he is. And he says, well, now she's just jealous because I'm. Yeah. And know. here we have like Katara being logical and like wise mm-hmm. and like rational. And yet. dismissed entirely yeah and we see her being kind of the uh the samwise gamgee of their of their little tribe too because you know he's the one who's like protecting the food and like portioning it out and like and so she's doing the supplies she's thinking about you know the next step in the journey and how they're gonna you know not just living day to day but how are they gonna plan for this Mm -hmm. um so then we see this actually a really cool shot of outside of the the dojo and we see soka Asaka just standing there and he's like kicking a rock and it's like you, <laughs> yeah. you don't hear him say anything and it's at a distance so it's like we're voyeuristically looking at him mm. and you can imagine what's going through his head is he's frustrated with himself he's frustrated with them and he realized but he also he's learning because right. he's like I, I have to go back in there and admit 
something, right? Yep. yep. Um, so he comes in and uh, so then so we see him walk in and he humbles himself. He reenters, humbles himself. He kneels and said, I'd be honored if you would teach me. Yeah. Right. So he is basically saying, I get it. Yeah. And you, like, you know what I don't. They're pretty gracious to him, given everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they say you have to follow all of our traditions and the all is hit pretty hard, right? right. All of our traditions. Yeah. Um, so then we we, we cut to uh, Sokka in a Kyoshi warrior uniform. I don't know. Yeah. But it is a dress. Yeah. And like he's like, oh, a dress. And I love this moment because at the start of the set of the episode, Aang says, you don't need your pants where we're going. Right. And like very much so, he is now in a dress. And I loved that connection. And when I made it, I was like, yes, this is amazing. And let's be honest, what they're wearing is pretty awesome. It right? Is. They look like samurai. And like, like it's no different from when the Fire Nation attacked the Southern Tribe and he put on his war paint and he got all ready to go out. Right. right? And so like, it's not different. He just has it in his head that he doesn't want to look like a woman. Right. Right. Um and I think at this point we see Aang like pop his head in and laugh at him. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we see Aang walking into the room where Katara is sitting alone and she's mm. waterbending. Uh, so there's a bowl of water and she's like pulling the water up out of the bowl. Um, so we see her still trying to kind of um, train herself, right? Yeah. She's practicing. Yep. Um, you know, Aang is this person where it just – whether he's already been trained or things just come naturally, like we see that she's putting in the work, mm-hmm. um, putting in the work here. Uh, and Aang announces that he's going to go ride the Unagi, which yeah. we find out is the the sea monster mm-hmm. um, from, from, from earlier. Mm-hmm. And we can see that this is one of those scenes where he brings it up because he wants Katara to stop him. Yeah. And she's like, no, I won't. He's like, fine, I'll go. Yeah. I will. You know, and <laughs> she's like, fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like. We see some of the that that uh, the tension in that relationship kind of come to a head here. Yeah. Did they um had they been in a fight like that before? I think that, no. Because like, usually she's on his side, and it's like those two against Sokka. Right. Of. Right. And and we we've we've seen that pivot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, um, he goes to ride the Unagi, and we see Sokka in the dojo working uh, with the fans, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm using the word kata because I don't know what else we would call it. It sort of <laughs> seems like that, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a martial arts, like, progression of moves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to teach him that it's not about uh, strength. It's about using your opponent's force against them. Yeah, and I think that that links back to last episode when Iroh was telling Zuko to break his root right um when when zuko was uh fighting against was it Zhao? Zhao, yeah Yeah. um of like a it's not about just rushing into things it's more about your opponent and like it's like a wise uh trainer thing yeah 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 yeah. and uh and we see soko so uh uh saka starting to learn Mm. right that that he actually knocks her down and she's like wow okay you got lucky on that one but 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 we see that that uh and it's not just He's not relying just on what he learned before, but he's learning from her and able to actually put those things into action. So we're seeing we're seeing Sokka grow yeah. uh, in that way. So then we go to Aang in the water waiting for the Unagi. And we see that the girls uh, that followed him to watch him, now they're bored. Yeah. And they leave. Yep. Right. And Aang is just sort of sitting there by himself um, waiting for the Unagi. And then we see Katara come up. And she said she admits that she wanted to make sure he was safe. So, right. like, the thing he wanted 
you know, she she does care, and yeah. and and he and all he wanted was for her to care, right? And all she wanted was for him to like take responsibility for himself. Mm-hmm. So there's this moment then where um, he starts to swim to shore, right? Because right? they've apologized to each other, They're like like uh, he's sorry. like I'm a jerk, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I sort of come to this sort of this realization. So he's swimming back, and all of a sudden we see the unagi again, jaws like like coming up behind him and sort of and picks him up. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like a big, yeah, like a snake kind of, like a water. Yeah, like a sea serpent kind of yeah. thing. And it's trying to, it's clearly trying to eat Aang. And Aang's like holding on to its, whisk. I don't know what you call like a fish whisker, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> yep. Dangling yeah. in front of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and he, so he's trying to eat Aang and Aang's trying to to uh, keep away. And so Katara goes into the water to save Aang and she water bends. Both of them. Right? Yeah. To get away. Yeah. yeah. Um. And when they do this, they get away, and then they see... That's not the only thing out yes, there, they, right? they see that, that, in fact, the Unagi is maybe not the biggest threat because they see Aang's... Or not Aang's. They see Zuko's ship mm-hmm. coming. So we see it open up, and Zuko and his soldiers, they ride in on these rhinos. I think yeah. he had said, prepare the rhinos before. <laughs> right. And it's I like, thought oh. that was just what he called his ship because it's got that big point at the oh, end. Oh, sure, yeah. But then they ride out on actual, like... like... Li- they're called Komodo rhinos. I think you hear that term thrown like out once okay. somewhere along the line. But yeah, yep, the Komodo rhinos of the Fire Nation. Um, so we see that Aang is... After he gets pulled out of the water, he's passed out, and we see Katara now practicing, do, using something she was practicing before. So she water bends to pull oh, the water yeah. out of his lungs, like the which bowl, is, which is what she was doing with the bowl. So Ooh. she literally saves him right there, and they don't even make a big deal about it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but it was cool to see like that's the kind of thing you could do is if you oh, can yeah. control water like that, that she could pull it out of his lungs. Yeah, and like the whole episode, Aang's getting all this glory for making marbles move around, and then here you see like Katara literally save someone's life. Right, and no one's there to see it. <laughs> right, right, and 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 again. In this show doesn't even reward her for that. Like you yeah. could, I missed that the first time I saw it, yeah. and then I, when I watched it again, I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like expected that she would do that. Right, yeah. right. So then we cut back to the dojo, and we see uh, Sokka continuing to train and to learn. And then we see the old man from the uh, from the beginning pop in and say that uh, that firebenders are on their shores. Like, Ladies, come yeah. on! And Sokka's like, "I'm not a oh." Yes. It's fine. And just realizes, like, he's actually in a pretty cool group. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he he's in the need... coolest group on the, the island. He's the one saving, which is what he wants to do. He, like, wants to be the brave one running in. Right, right. Yeah. He wants, yeah. Uh, so then we cut to this the empty streets of the village, and we see uh, Zuko calling out for the Avatar Ooh, to And this show is himself. the tone shift. Or, uh, yes. And I, again, I didn't notice this the first time that I saw it, but at this point, the episode goes into like sepia tone. Yeah, it's like a literal tone shift yeah. into sepia, yeah. I mean, it is it is a Western. If you listen to the music, it's shot like a Western. It's like a ghost town. Yeah. And he's, and he's waiting. It's like high noon, and he's yes. waiting for, in the for Aang to of come the out. the street and like in that wide cowboy stance like arms out about yep. to grab your pistol yeah so yeah. so so they they just they just shift into like a, a genre here uh, and we see the kaioshi warriors come out and start attacking mm-hmm. um and uh soka knocks zuko off his rhino so so here we we see uh Sokka actually uh applying some of that training that he got yeah right and, mm-hmm. and again we see Sokka's not only brave but he's uh he's starting to be effective as a warrior too um so we, we're see, seeing him advance in his training 
Um, and then Zuko firebends the the other warriors away, and now we see that the village is on fire. Mm-hmm. And um, Aang finally appears again, very Western style, right <laughs> for the for the the one on one showdown. Yeah. Um, in the middle of the street, um, and as usual, you know, Aang bests Zuko because. He just is the most. I mean, it's one of the interesting things of this show is that he, again he comes sort of fully formed. Now, what's interesting is, do you know how? Do you notice how he bends the air? What he uses? No. He picks up fans. Oh, from cool. the uh, from the the Kyoshi warriors that, yeah. that are on the street. He picks them up and bl- uses that to like blow air and then blows Zuko huh. away. So, so we're notice. seeing this sort of this, this sort of fusing. That's why I was wondering what type of people they are because sure. I'm like, man, the, this fan imagery is really uh, is really powerful. But it would make sense if you're an if you're the avatar from there that you would have some mm. i presume some iconography that goes beyond just the kingdom you're part of yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like so elements of all of it right and then they pick you know maybe they pick that stuff up from uh from her um so then ang grabs his staff and starts to fly over the village and here we get this moment where he uh. realizes that by him staying there he has brought Zuko to this island, yeah. right? That that him sort of wanting to stay and bask in his celebrity right. actually, he's the cause of this destruction, right? And this village is being destroyed; it's engulfed in flames. Um, so this he's seeing the 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 darker side of being the Avatar is that he's always potentially always going to bring this violence with him. Mm-hmm. You know that it's it's gonna the trouble trouble's gonna yeah. find him from town to town like a western, <laughs> right? Right. And and so, you know, what I'm curious about is how much of a theme is this going to be? Like, how much is he going to be impacted by this? Yeah. How much does this shape where they go next, knowing that wherever he goes, it there's yeah. consequences for the other people, not for him, but for the other people he encounters. Yeah. And can they be so lax about letting everyone know that he's the Avatar? Do they have to hide it? Right. Or, right. Yeah. Because because he makes other people unsafe in that way. Um and then we see uh, this really great scene of of Sokka and Suki, like they're they're like hiding behind something, right? Yeah, yeah. almost like in an alley off the main street. Almost right? like shots were being fired around them, right? Like right, yeah, right, right. And and he sort of apologizes for calling her a girl. Yeah. And she she says, "Well, I'm a warrior, but I'm a girl too." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's another really good point." Um. And then they kiss. Yeah. She kisses him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this little mini love story in the middle of all of it. And then she does like this really badass thing after that, though. She's like, "You guys got to go. Let we'll, we'll oh, go yeah. fight them off." Right. So we see. It's interesting. We see them do the the brave the most brave dangerous thing, and we see our our heroes actually flee. Yeah. You know that they're they're not going to be the ones who because because the hero, the traditional heroic move is to be like I'll be the one who will hold them off. You go save yourselves. Mm-hmm. But that's what we see Suki doing, not Sokka, not Aang, yeah. not Katara. Yeah, which is really interesting. Yep, yep, I agree. And so it like kind of it has this Western kind of trope in it, but then ends very differently. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. hero runs away. Right, and we yeah. see so so we, the the episode ends with them flying away on Appa, and um. We see Aang sort of looking back and he jumps into the water, like way, they're way up high. He jumps into the water um, and rides the Unagi, the thing he was going to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're sort of, at first we're like, why does he, why is he doing that? <laughs> but we realize that he does this to get the Unagi to spray water on the village um, to put out the fire. So yeah. he's like, at least I can put an end to some of this destruction, right? Because right? he also knows if we leave, 
the the firebenders they have no reason to stay here right right the only reason they're there is because he's there so if he leaves they'll leave and i think it cuts to that the older gentleman in the village mm-hmm. saying like thank you avatar yes for helping yeah for yeah like, yeah stopping the fires uh so so there is this this sense if you remember even in the i believe it's the second episode where ang says you know if i if i go with you will you spare these people it's sort of a version of that it's like if i leave Will you will you follow me and spare these people? Right? right. So so sometimes he he realizes leaving the people who adore him is actually the way to save those people. Yeah, and it's maybe yeah, and it, it's not all fun and games like he thought at the start of the episode. Like, oh, I can do this. We can veer off. Right. Like, no, actually, we have a mission, and Katara's right. Is right. Yeah, and 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 we end our closing shot is Katara and Aang hugging. Right. So mm-hmm. we sort of have this this uh, resolution between the two of them. Yeah. Um, but I, this does leave me really curious. After an episode like that, where do you go next? Because you can't, it can't be a, a little side mission. Yeah. Like, because I, so I feel like the, I didn't even look at what the title of the next episode is, but I feel like the next episode has to be sort of core main plotty again, I think, mm. because we just learned that there's peril in some of those side things. Right. You know, so so to, to a degree, it's a very heavy episode in terms of some of that stuff. Right. Um, so what were big themes or observations you had from this episode? Man. Well, you get introduced to a previous avatar, Kyoshi. Um, and I feel like we'll just learn more and more about some of those previous avatars as we go. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think I think the the whole Katara versus the crew (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it felt like she was very much doing the heavy lifting the whole episode, but not getting recognition for it. Do you now put on the veil of ignorance where we're going? Do Mm. you think that the lessons from this episode stick with, with Sokka or Aang at all or, (laughs) or they just go back? Well, because that's a, be a very human thing to be like, you have to keep learning these episodes or keep learning these lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I And it's interesting, too, because the last episode, they fleshed out Zuko more and they realized, oh, Zuko's not just a bad guy. He has some compassion in him, right? There's mm-hmm. something good there. And then this episode is like, so far, Angus seemed perfect and like wise and all knowing. And now we have him like falling into something that is his own problem. Like, yeah, some character flaw he has. Yeah. I mean, we get the temptations of celebrity here. Yeah. I mean, th- this is, I mean, this really is a thing about celebrity culture to a certain degree, <laughs> right? There's, there's the, you have your, your real friends and then the people who are your friends because you're famous or powerful or wealthy or something, right? Yeah. And, and Aang, I mean, the, the resolution of this episode is Aang realizing and leaving with his real friends right yeah. like with, with with the family you know w- the the people who were there before you know before the celebrity kind of stuff mm-hmm. um there's also i think this the the temptation to that ang doesn't want to leave he doesn't want to leave because of the adulation but i also wondered how much of it's like if i just stay here i can be safe and this is a happy place and this is a place that loves me right right and you know there i, I thought a little bit this is where i need to get a little nerdy right i thought about like <laughs> in in the odyssey mm. you know uh part of why um part of why that that trip takes so long um is i mean there there are sort of moments where I think for seven years, Odysseus is on the island of Calypso and it's Uh like a pretty good place to be. And, you know, and he needs to eventually like he needs to eventually be made to leave that, you know, um, to 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 realize that what he his real calling is to go back home. Yeah. Right. So there there are these sort of um, temptations to 
I mean, this goes back to Campbell a little bit too of like um, denying the journey. Yeah, there's yeah. this there's because the reluctancy can be I'm not up to this, but it can also be what if I'm just safe here? Yeah. And what if what if I just just try to take in the good parts of this? You know, so we see Aang learning that the being the Avatar is dangerous to the people around him. So what I'm curious about, and again, we can see this in, this is very Star Wars-y, but to, at what point does him being the Avatar make things specifically dangerous for Sokka and Katara? Uh, yeah. Right? Because that's, that's a classic story move to go where it's like he needs to, we've already seen him sacrifice himself once. And, you know, we question how much of a sacrifice that was, but will he have to relive that? In another way, to, will he have to give himself to try to save Sokka or probably Katara? Right. You know, at some point. Right. Um, because he's learned that lesson that he is a danger. Or or will we see a moment where he thinks he's too dangerous to be around them and leaves them? Right. You know, self-exiles to say, as long as you're with me, I bring danger to you. And you could, you could be safe if you're not with me. Yeah. Does he break up that family to try to save it? That will be interesting, mm. you know, because I think that's that's definitely a direction this could go. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's interesting, you know, that both Katara and Sokka in different ways are focused on the journey ahead. Because we can see when they're on that island, we see Katara definitely focusing on like, okay, we're getting supplies, things like this. But even Sokka is, he's training for battle. Yeah. You know, and that could be he thinks that's what a what a boy should do is to, you know, is to be a warrior, but I have a feeling there's peril out ahead of them and he showed that what he learned he could apply right away. Right. Um so they're both looking to the journey ahead and Aang is showing his youth a little bit here. Yeah. You know, um he's he's not uh he's not doing that. Right. Um, right. I also one other thing that 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 jumped out at me, um, and this maybe fits into some of your mass, toxic masculinity stuff too. <laughs> here is is how much we see uh, a reflection of sort of the the Harry Potter trio. Oh, you know yeah. that that um, Katara, like Hermione, is we see her like alone studying basically, right yep. when she's when she's bending water. We see her taking responsibility she was right the whole time yep yeah making making plans her sort of saying you're gonna get us in trouble you're gonna you're gonna create danger you see uh ang like harry kind of be he's both a chosen one but makes like reckless decisions too you right. know and then we see uh we see Sokka's just a goof off yeah or in kind of like a like a, a jockey goof goof yeah. off and and Ron Weasley definitely has elements of that <laughs> yeah you he's know like, yeah he's um he's meant to be kind of a comedian yeah true and, and 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 in that way like like Katara also kind of comes off as a little bit of a of a killjoy right like it's yeah. like oh we're you know Aang's trying to have fun and and Katara's trying to be serious and that's definitely like a Hermione Harry yeah you know Ron interplay there too so um there's obviously obviously ways where that also falls apart but but i think there you can see some parallels in you know in other trios there as well right yeah and even the first episode like she's playing role of mother but also ang brings fun and it's like always i think in in her mind like i wonder what would happen if she wasn't in their crew like would they get anything done (laughs) you know because it's like she she is carrying it right yes Absolutely. The, the the thing that's interesting to think about, what if they weren't there, is like, I, we still haven't seen Aang. We've seen Aang tested by the, impa- the impacts of what he does 
how that can affect other people, but we haven't seen him in real peril yet. Right. That's you know? true. So like, I kind of wonder on his own, is Aang unstoppable? Mm. I, and, I, and I know, I know in terms of the way, the way storytelling works, that that can't be the case. It can't be that this is a story where Aang is always, I mean, he may not be perfect, but he's always undefeated. Yeah. You know, an undefeatable. I just can't, picture where it's going to happen yet. Yeah. You know, because it sort of seems like, like, even if you think about Harry Potter, like, Harry didn't know anything about magic. He had to go to school to learn. It's like, I know Aang has to go learn to do these other (laughs) things, but he still feels like the most powerful character even already that we've encountered. Right, right. You know, so so that will be interesting to see when does he meet his match? Or is his match always going to be the psychology and weight of being the avatar mm. and we don't even know what being the avatar means what it entails yeah. what responsibilities he has what does it mean to say he's going to bring balance to these things yeah you know does he have responsibilities that we can't imagine yet and what i like about this series too is like they give us a lot of information at once like these episodes are jam-packed with stuff and yet at the same time they don't like waste time I guess it's not wasting, but they don't give you a lot of those answers right away. Like, there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of catching the audience up to speed by having these conversations that you're listening in on. Instead, you are kind of learning as everyone else is. Yeah, there's not exposition dumps other than, like, the the intro, which which for the first time sort of sets up the world. But, But beyond that, it's what I love about the storytelling is that a lot of this stuff comes in almost offhanded comments people make and you have yeah. to pay attention to like, ooh, that that phrase might point to somewhere else. And it's so, so quick. Yeah. It's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Annie, this has been, I, I really loved this episode in particular. And I think mm-hmm. the second viewing of it uh, brought a lot more stuff to light. So uh, if you're joining us on this journey, we've heard from a couple of folks who are, we hope more and more are. Tell other people about it. Um, if you're, if you've listened to these episodes and you're watching along with us, please email us mm-hmm. at channel3900 at gmail.com. We no wanna, spoilers. Yeah. But we want to know who you are. We want to know that you're joining us on this mission or on this mission, on this journey. <laughs> and we really mission. do want to invite you to be on the show. Uh, part of our idea here is that as we go through this, um, people who are watching along with us, or maybe you watched it when you were a kid and you're, um, and you're listening along with us, we would love to have a third person on the show to, uh, to talk about why they love it, what's interesting about it, or yeah. where they're at in their watch through of it. So, so really do reach out. We do want to know who's out there and who's, uh, who's joining us on this mission. Thanks for watching. Yeah. We will be back next week with, uh, episodes five and six. Again, I don't even know what they're called, but we'll be back with episodes <laughs> five and six next Saturday. Can't wait. Can't wait.